1: slash drinking bros and use the promo code drinking bros to secure your deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie that is my bookie slash drinking bros what is up guys welcome to the baseball show i am your host rob fox i'm joined by dan holloway we're watching our uh favorite team today we'll try not to uh slob their knob too much or uh or just get too angry at them either depending on the situation. We'll
0: see how it goes, yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh yeah, we're watching the Braves and the Padres take a take it on in Atlanta, um playing a doubleheader today, a seven seven inning doubleheader.
0: Yeah, we won't see these again uh next year, but it is uh it is interesting. I guess, you know, it's one of the they're pretty much the only sport that could do something like this to make sure all the games get in. You couldn't have done it with, like, football or basketball. Basketball had a shortened season, too. You can't do with that. Right. You can't play, like, a fucking three-quarter game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And play a doubleheader, because, shit, that would still be way too much. Um, but baseball, they're just, you know, they're worried about losing games to, to the pandemic bullshit. I get it, I guess. But I, I, I guess they're going to try to move back to normal after this year. So the first, <clears throat> first half inning. Uh, this new kid um, for the Braves is looking pretty good. Uh, one of a, a number of relatively new pitchers for the Braves that look pretty good. His right. name's Kyle Muller, and uh, he is 23 years old from uh, right here in Dallas. He's one and two on the season, 3.45 ERA. Looked good in that first uh, inning. Uh, a lot of people were concerned that there might be something going on with him because he got moved down to the minor leagues, to right. AAA during the, the break. But it turns out they just didn't want him to miss his spot in the rotation because he's been pitching so well lately. So they moved yeah. him down. They used that 27th roster spot to bring Kyle, or, uh, Bryce Wilson back up uh, as well. So there's a lot of young pitchers for the Braves that are just, man, when they come back healthy, you're talking about Mike Soroka, Max Freed, Waska, and Noah any one of whom could be a number one starter on a lot of major league baseball teams. Uh, And they're all under 25 years old. Jock Peterson's looking to fucking go yard on the first pitch there. Uh, Might as well. It's right,
1: right down the fucking middle. Yeah,
0: That was right down the pipe. Uh, They got those three guys. Then you got uh, Ian Anderson, Bryce Wilson, and they're not even talking about any veteran that might be get signed. These guys are all dudes who are new on their rookie contracts. And uh, you know, if they can get a modicum of success next year when they're all healthy, you got to start thinking about picking out the top three and signing them long-term kind of like the Braves did in the nineties, right?
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I would say at this point, freed is in freeds lock into one of those spots. Yeah.
0: And Kyle Muller as well is probably if he, if he gets pitching like he's pitching this year, uh, he's probably going to get in there too. And that's an interesting thing because how many teams have you seen have young left-handers at the same time that have, you know, good success like that. And they're different pitchers. So Max Fried is more like a Steve Avery type. I hate to use a Braves analogy, but he throws a little bit harder. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mueller is kind of, he, he pitches like his style of pitching is like Tom Glavin, but he throws quite a bit harder than Glavin. He throws 94, 95. Right. I think to be honest, his sweet spot's going to be 91, 92 because it just upsets the rhythm of hitters more when you're throwing at that rate. If it, People are looking for 95 now. Yeah. And you see it all the time. You see a guy come in like that. Uh, who's the fucking kid that throws uh, that, that short, white, bald dude for the Braves, the relief pitcher?
1: Uh, which one? I mean, there's like Minter. Well, he's not bald, No, Minter's really. gone now. Yeah, Minter is gone. Um, he got
0: designated for assignment.
1: Our bullpen is such dog shit um, that I kind of blah, try not blah, to blah, learn blah, their blah. names.
0: Oh, shit, he's not even on, though. He might be hurt right now. Yeah,
1: yeah it's been kind of a uh, revolving door on that bullpen. The only ones I... Josh remember-
0: Tomlin is who I'm thinking of.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. he's
0: from right here in Tyler. He's had a shitty season this year, but uh, uh, and he's had some good years in his career. And you'll see him come in after a dude that throws gas, um, and the the hitter looks like he's just confused, like, what the hell's happening here? And it's that change of pace for the pitch that really fucks him up, right? I think. So... You saw it here a little bit in the first inning. Um, uh-oh. Nope, nope, he missed it. Uh, Got it off the end of the bat there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you saw it there in the first inning, if you're watching along with us. Uh, Muller threw that pitch, and it was knee high. He, it should have been a little bit lower uh, to, to uh, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., and he hit a single. Um, but it was a great pitch, and it was, it was 94. That pitch at 91... He rolls over it and it's a ground ball at third base probably, right? Yeah. So it's just a different, you know, you, maybe they can bring Greg Maddox in the way they brought in Chipper to teach everybody how to hit uh, and just watch, that's, that's watch the, the ball come through the zone. Dude, that's the fucking dream. It really is because Maddox didn't have, look, Maddox, when he came up with the Cubs, he was throwing 95. Yeah. In his first year. And he had a five, like five sixty ERA. Yeah.
1: He was just trying to pump gas and yeah. 95 back then was a little bit harder. Oh than yeah. It for is sure. Now. Relatively speaking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, just what Maddox taught me as a child when I was there for spring training one time, just because he's fucking, I don't know if he could tell that I'm also a weirdo autistic <laughs> creep like him. Uh, but Oh God, Dan's me. That was terrible. Um, I don't know if he could tell, or if he that's just the kind of guy he is, but he just started talking to me about how he puts more pressure on his index or middle finger, depending on how he wants the ball to break. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about?
1: See, I don't think he actually was thinking of you at all. He, he just walks He's around like the, loud. Yeah, <laughs> just the rain man. Like. Yeah.
0: And he talked about how, like, I think I've told this story on the show before, the pitch ball. Uh, he would draw three lines about an inch or two apart out in front of the mound yeah. or out in front of the rubber. And he would say, if I throw an inside, I step here. If I'm throwing outside, I step here. I'm like. You go through your whole motion and you're thinking about where you're going to step and you're still able to accomplish all this stuff. That's a lot. Most people, if you think too hard about something, you forget about something else.
1: Yeah. The whole point is like, I mean, people, if you're not a professional athlete, you're better when your brain turns off, not when you're...
0: Right. Well, I think that's the case for most people. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before. We actually talked about it with Rob O'Neill on the show before. Um,
1: That'd be the guy who killed Bin Laden? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just like muscle memory. So I think I mentioned it on the show that's going that went out last night with Brent Pella, or maybe we did that off air, but it's just muscle memory. So when I step into it, if I'm the first guy through a room and we're clearing rooms and I step in with my right foot, I know that I'm going left because that's, ooh, good pitch. That's a perfect pitch right there.
1: Not a good sign, and it might just be because it's a day game, it's a doubleheader, but Dansby in the two-hole, not really
0: no, he's we not what? a, he's not a tool hole guy. No. He, he's a, he's a fucking six guy. I think yeah. that's where he gets his best at bats. But, um, but yeah, if I, I know if I step in with my right foot because you pivot off your foot. So I was talking to my girl about this before, actually, like, I think she said something about why her left leg might be stronger than her right. Like, cause you're right handed. Like when you step forward to hug somebody or shake somebody's hand, you step forward with your left hand and reach out with your right. When you yeah. jump, in basketball, if you're right handed, you jump off your left foot typically, right? Yeah. That's why. You have more balance in your left foot if you're a right handed person. But um, it's that position of power, if you want to call it, that where I step in, I know I'm pivoting off my right foot, so I have to go left. And you, so you don't think about it, it just happens. And I think some of that stuff you drill into your head, like the plant, the plant foot in the front or the landing foot in the front, that's something you just probably have to drill into your head with practice. But the pressure thing, that's something that a guy like Muller could learn that would change his game entirely. So it'll be interesting to see how the Braves handle that. I don't think Snedeker is a very good coach.
1: You know, I, I read something the other day because I typically agree with that. But I read something the other day. Some guy broke it down on Reddit and because mm. the number one thing is his bullpen management, right? right? That's at least what everyone is. It's the most visible thing people get angry at because I think he's kind of, I think it's kind of beyond dispute that he's not, that, or that he is a good clubhouse guy. Like the players love him. He hasn't.
0: He's very good at player development. I don't think he's a very good game manager. Like, I know that what you're going to say about him using the bullpen the way it's supposed to be used, technically speaking, but I'm not into technical stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, we, we've seen people lean too heavy on trends and on uh, that. This is the way it's always been, or even now on, on analytics. And there's no gut feel for the game. Now, Bobby Cox is probably the worst ever at that, at managing bullpens. I think he's terrible at it.
1: Yeah. He was, and it, and it's kind of funny, his counterpart sort Oof. of. Eh.
0: Nice play, look at that.
1: Skipped up, Oof. got him.
0: That was a real, is that Tommy, who is that, Tommy Pham? Or is it that, uh, what's his name? Cronenberg, that's not, their second baseman, right? I think
1: that was Cronenberg, yeah. Uh,
0: Cronenberg reminds me of, Uh, wait, is that from Rick and Morty? Cronenberg? Yeah.
1: I don't know. By the way, I, he, Cronenberg had a great play the other day, and uh, it made me think of Delco Dan because the announcer's, go, you're in the crone zone.
0: Mm. I that's, like, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I that like, You probably could have thought of something better than that.
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't know if the crone zone's where anybody wants to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, all right, so we're down. Uh, first inning's over. Uh, a little bit to talk about today. First and foremost, I'm going to skip the first thing because this is a little more uh, in-depth. And I wanted to ask you about this because I forgot. And then I was looking through the news and remembered. DeGrom's on the I.L. again. Probably takes him out of the conversation for MVP.
0: Um, I don't know.
1: With Tatis, I think, like, threatening a triple crown.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's getting his... It's You, you always see the field narrow. Like, usually you, you don't see... Uh, what you don't see is... More people join the MVP race as time goes on. Like you might see an, a one person get into it that wasn't in before, right. but usually there's four or five people, and then there's like two people, and then maybe three. Another guy comes on, there's three. But yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, but he's
1: still the question. Then kind of become because I mean, like he's only started 15 games this yeah. year, and now he's going to miss another.
0: I don't even know if he's going to be in contention for Cy Young. At so that that, point. that
1: was going to be my next question because his numbers are still insane, even with only 15 starts. He has a 4.8 WAR which is tied for the lead in the MLB in any like single side. Otani beats them cuz he he's pulling double duty. Of course, yeah. But he's tied with Vlad Guerrero uh, Jr. for the most war for pitcher or hitter. Uh 108 ERA, a whip smaller than a small penis. His K to 9 is over 14. Like, he still, he's still putting up insane numbers, but at some point, like, you got to take the number of starts into account, right? Yeah, like you,
0: a, I mean, staying healthy is part of the game. Like,
1: you can't give a guy he starts 22 games. But
0: he's on one of those stretches like Pedro went on back in the day. You, we haven't seen a whole lot. Like, Steve Carlton went on one with a bunch of sub-3 ERA years. Uh, uh, Greg Maddox has gone on, like, a four- or five-year stretch of that. Um, Pedro, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I think, had a stretch where he had three or four, maybe five seasons of sub-3 ERAs and high win totals, sub-3 ERAs with, like, normal starts. And DeGrom's been on that. I mean, he's 2018, 32 starts, 1.7 ERA. Uh, A lot of people think this is something that happened recently, and they're trying to figure out why DeGrom got great all of a sudden. Well, you haven't been paying attention, my man. See that pitch right there, 91 on the inside, Muller. That's your fucking pitch to a right-hander. You don't want to go too low and end with a fastball to a right-hander because they just drop their hands and golf that ball out. He threw it fucking uh, uh, just above the knees, and he's going right there again with a slider. Love that.
1: He's a big dude, by the way.
0: He's a large man, but you can see that he pitches quite a bit like Tom Glavin, and if I'm a guy that pitches quite a bit like Tom Glavin, I'm going to try to do everything that he did, which is don't... This is a theory of mine that I haven't seen really. That's a great changeup right there. This is a theory of mine that I haven't seen play out at the big league level yet, but if the majority of star hitters... And we see, look, even Mike Trout with his fucking crazy ass uh, uh, stats and a lot of these other guys, they're still striking out a a buck 50. Ooh, damn. Good Lord, he just fucking carved this dude up. Oh, did he not call that a strike? What? Oh, man, that is. (laughs) Holy shit. that's, That's like fucking six inches inside the zone there. That was beautiful.
1: It looked like it, and it looked like it, like crossed
0: the Look, plate too. <laughs> he didn't even he was, he turned around like Swaggy P right there. Yeah, because he knew that was a strike. Uh, man, he that he really fucked him over there. That That's, was bad. Um, jerks in pro far, by the way, uh, much better in the field than he is at the plate. So he's I think he's like a career two thirty. Oh, he's hitting two thirty right now actually. Yeah uh
1: he was uh it was an elite hitting prospect i think for well and and defense too but uh for the range oh see now he hung
0: that one but that's gonna stay up that's good that was lucky yeah good um let's see Jerkson pro profar what's his career stats here
1: we he, have one out for uh moeller it really is crazy how they keep pulling these pitches out of their yeah out of their ass
0: man i look it's you know <clears throat> the difference between pitching at the minor league level and the big league level is that guys miss less, right? Yeah. So uh, you might make four or five mistakes in a game and look great at double-A and give up five or six runs right. in the majors.
1: I do um, like the way this guy's ball just kind of doesn't... It's not flat at all. Kinda. No, it's,
0: it's moving pretty good. That was, was that a curveball? I think so. He's so got four pitches. That's a change up, right? Oh, no, that was a curveball.
1: Uh, by the way, speaking of pulling pitches out of your ass... You know, there's one team this year that drafted all pitchers, all 20, yeah. all 20 rounds. The angels of all teams who probably need to do it the most, yeah. uh, took a pitcher in every single round of this year's major league baseball draft.
0: It's a bowl of strategy cotton.
1: I mean, what if, you know, what if like an NFL team did that? Oh
0: God, he called that a strike. That was fucking like Jeez. eight, eight, ten 10 inches out. So that was a makeup call right there.
1: There was a, uh, as actually a couple of days ago in a Braves game, I, I forget who the ump was and let's not say umpires names anyway. No. Um. A there was unless a, it's
0: Eric Gregg right. or uh, Angel Hernandez Her, yeah. or uh, Laz Diaz like they're the worst. Well, Laz is not that bad, but Angel Hernandez is probably the worst umpire of all time. I think Eric Gregg had the worst game of all time.
1: I would say that's accurate, certainly on Eric Gregg. Uh, but there was a pitch uh, umpire the other day with the nice pitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, see what I'm talking about? He just pitches the contact. That's not a pitch where you're you're just trying to get the guy to fucking roll over it right there which is exactly what he did. Right.
1: Which you would think would be the more effective strategy against dudes trying to uppercut your shit?
0: Well, I'll, Nolan Ryan always said <clears throat> that he would much rather face power hitters than somebody that's just up there trying to slap the ball around because right. obviously the power hitters, there's a bigger oh. margin of error for a swing mm-hmm. than a guy that's just slapping the ball around. Um, and I would, I would figure the same is true for... Uh, a guy like, oof, man, that's not a good pitch. <laughs> that's right down the goddamn middle.
1: I assume, I don't know, it's the eighth hitter. He probably just wanted to get him started.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... That's an interesting uh, thought. Like, how do, you, how do you approach different types of hitters? I mean, this guy's 23 years old. He doesn't know shit yet.
1: <laughs> it's interesting to see how they develop these kids. They come up looking... Well, they just have so much information that maybe they don't actually know shit yet, but they can at least be fed information that, like, a 23-year-old wouldn't have been fed 20 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was watching um, one of the games the other day, and and, uh, they were walking through the dugout, and there was just an iPad leaned up against the back dugout wall replaying—I forget who was pitching— but just replaying him throwing a pitch, like almost like a GIF or like a series of highlights, but throwing one pitch hmm. from a previous start,
0: so you can see what it looks like, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like you're almost looking at flashcards at that point. Like this is what his arm angle looks like if he's throwing a changeup. Anything else is a fastball, or assume it's a fastball. Uh, yeah, I mean, you should absolutely be doing that these days. I don't know if there um, are there rules now about having uh, about having those devices in the dugout now after all this bullshit i mean if there is it's not a live feed or something maybe it maybe it has to be on airplane mode or some shit but
1: literally probably honestly wow
0: this guy swung at the worst pitch i've ever seen (laughs) oh man oh man he got a little lucky there. he knows (laughs) 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 muller muller threw a pitch and it was like a fucking hanging curveball at 88 miles per hour went over the catcher's glove guy still swung and then he had to go fucking uh grab it and, and throw him out but Uh, He looked over at the dugout. He was like, oh, boy. (laughs) Just
1: laughed about that.
0: You got that one.
1: Uh, So the trade deadline's coming up. Somehow the only, not the only, kind of the only, but the largest name that's moved so far is Jock Peterson.
0: Uh, Yeah, so far. But, I mean, look, Chris Bryant's going. Um, We we know that for sure. Uh, It's just a matter of where and when. I mean, Um, it's
1: got to be... Well, I guess teams still kind of fuck around with the waiver wire situation. I, I
0: honestly think, yeah, they do for, for sure. But, uh, you know, the waiver wire is still based on your rankings. Yeah. Right? Your, the standing. So if you're a team in a soft rebuild, or if there, I'm sorry, if there are multiple teams in a soft rebuild, I don't think you as a, as a team at the top of the standings can count on the waiver wire. Right, You can't risk that. No. Um, I honestly think that Chris Bryant's going to go to the Mets. I think that's where he's going.
1: So interesting thing. I was reading all the different kind of team priorities today. The Mets have said that their top priority is actually starting pitching, which seems bizarre to me with, I guess, DeGrom's on the IL. That makes sense. But they do have still have a potent, I guess, two, three. And they just got
0: rid of Steven Matz. They they just sent him to the fucking Blue Jays, right?
1: Yeah, in the offseason or something. Um, But they still have Walker and Stroman. Mm -hmm. Walker was an all-star. Uh, despite his recent play, that was fucking incredible for all the wrong reasons. Right. Um. So they have a good top of the rotation, but yeah, I mean, I guess they need like they know they're not like they're they're, they're not like inked into the playoffs. Like they're no. they're in first place, but they're up three and a half games. There.
0: Taiwan Walker is actually having a really good year right now. I don't know how long that lasts, but Degrom, Stroman, Walker in the playoffs, not bad. Yeah. Right. So especially uh,
1: with Degrom at the top, that's like a fucking. You're yeah. not winning Game One yeah. unless you also hold them to zero
0: runs. Mm-hmm. And they've got their middle relief is actually pretty decent. Trevor May and uh, Yuri's Familia are pretty good. I don't know much about Seth Lugo, uh, but I could see, I could see the Mets going after Barrios. Uh, yeah, at Cleveland, I can see them going after Chris Bryant. I mean, their current third baseman is J.D. Davis, and uh, I mean he's hitting 357, but played 19 games, right? I don't know who's been playing the bulk of their fucking third base this year.
1: It's been kind of a shit show in the field for them. And then when you put on top of that, that, um, what's his name? Uh, shortstop who I'm fucking blanking on. Who's awesome.
0: Francisco Lindor. Yeah, he's Lindor. back on the aisle now. Yeah.
1: He hasn't had a good year, but they still just, I, I don't know like what they're just kind of doubling down on, on pitching maybe, or just like, fuck it. The pitching will get us through.
0: Maybe. I mean, that's not a terrible premise going into the playoff. If you can make it to the playoffs and you've got good starting pitching, you're in a better position than most people. Um, the Mets' uh, pitching has been relatively good. Uh, they've given up uh, 352 runs so far this season, and that ranks them uh, second in Major League Baseball to the San Francisco Giants. So right. that's why they're winning baseball games. Uh, but their, their season differential is only eight. Right. right. so they they've court. also had quite a bit of luck and their closer is not good. He's got like a five ERA or something. So they've managed to do all that shit without a great closer. I think there's a good chance that they try to bring Chris Bryant who right now, Chris Bryant is almost like a fucking all field version of Otani. He's more dynamic than he, he's like Ben Zobrist. But if Ben Zobrist could be in the hall of fame, you know right. what I mean? Um, uh, and wasn't getting cocked. Uh, <laughs> So, so I could see them bringing over Kimbrell and and Chris Bryant for sure. Yeah, but, but I could I mean, also that's... see the Braves trying to do that. I mean, those are two guys that they've wanted. Well, they wanted Kimbrel back for a while, and they've also wanted Bryant for a couple of years now. There have been rumblings about that shit, so yeah. we'll see.
1: And Freddie and Bryant are uh, are boys; they're friends.
0: That means a lot to a guy like Chris Bryant too. He's a guy that just like enjoy like one of the reasons, one of the only reasons he stayed in Chicago, from what I understand from people that are in the organization is because he loves Rizzo so much. Yeah. And he just likes playing with him every day and blah, blah, blah. But now Rizzo is probably going to leave too. It I is mean,
1: interesting that uh, the the trade they made with Atlanta for Peterson was for uh, one of our better first base prospects. Yeah. Um, so yeah. maybe the Cubs do a hard rebuild. The Cubs are one of those teams where they have the luxury of they will always sell tickets Yeah. because they play in a museum. You know, like they play in a museum that you get to party in, essentially. Yeah. Like people are like... They want to see the Cubs win, but they're happy making a $40,000 beer snake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really funny.
1: Uh, <clears throat> but one other team, uh, we got Riley up now in the fifth spot. Man. I, said- I think
0: Austin Riley's in contention for most improved player, but I, he probably won't win it because uh, because of those assholes over in Cincinnati. Like, it's hard to look at Nick Castellanos who... He's currently hitting 329 with 18 home runs. He's a dark horse MVP uh, candidate. For right sure, there. yeah. And this, this is a guy who has, uh, let's see, in 2019 he played for both the Cubs and the Tigers. He's ha- he had some good years with the Tigers, um, but really struggled in that shortened 2020 season. And then obviously <clears throat> uh, you've got their other fucking all-star, uh, Winker, yeah. who is just crushing the ball all over the place, 295, 19 home runs. Um, and I, I don't know if you could call him a, a most improved or comeback player necessarily, because he's never had a great year before. So this maybe I don't think there's an award for breakout player. But he, both Not of those fun. guys are kind of in contention for MVP, I think. Yeah. I just don't think. it's. I mean, it's
1: Tatis is to lose.
0: Yeah. Fucking uh, Austin Riley just hammered that ball, by the way. He, th- this kid is, um, I think he's got to be the most improved player. This year, in the league, the
1: OPS being in the mid eights is pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's still and he's hitting two seventy five. And honestly, like I know people don't care about batting average that much anymore, but like, like look at him swing. Like he doesn't look like a guy who hits for average. No,
0: he's on the ball. Like he he's to be honest, uh, I still don't think he's figured out his launch angle yet. Yeah, uh, he hits a lot more line drives than a guy his size should be hitting, at least in today's game. But uh you he's, know, he's, Chipper's got him on... He took him from, like, a, a C-plus level hitter to a B-plus level hitter in one season. We'll see what happens as he continues to develop. He's still only... What is he, like, 25?
1: Uh, yeah, he's real fucking young. I think he's a little older than uh, than Nakuna I think he's 25
0: and, or 26.
1: Uh, let's see. Austin Riley is 24. Oh, shit. So, <sighs> fuck yeah. And it, And he just turned 24. He turned 24 in mm. April. So... He was actually born the season Eric Gregg fucked over the place in the uh, '97. Yeah, in the NLCS. Because uh, we're all just old as dick now. Yeah. So there's another interesting, uh, another interesting team. The one that we're watching. The Padres have said they don't give a fuck if they go over the luxury tax for the uh, trade deadline.
0: Uh, wait, say that again.
1: The Padres <clears throat> have said they don't care about going over the luxury tax for the trade deadline. Word. They'll buy anyone. They don't. They're not. Uh, not concerned with money, they'd rather just win, which is probably a fun thing to hear, especially from a, the Padres, if you're a Padres fan. Right. How often have you heard that in their history?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, look, clearly they're getting enough play off of uh, Tatis Jr. to be able to spend some money now, or maybe their management's changed. I don't know what, what the deal is, but uh, San Diego is not a large TV market. That's why the Chargers left. Right. So,
1: for somehow a smaller share of TV, I actually feel like, like Probably, in terms of yeah, people yeah. watching. Yeah.
0: Well, definitely people showing up to the games. Yeah. Nobody goes to Chargers games. Well, it's like the Chargers. Oh, nice read. There you That's go. There you go. Nice little hit there.
1: Ready, getting it done. Um, but yeah, they've said, and they're, dude, they're in, according to the rumors, like they're potentially in on, on everyone. Like they're mm. just, looking, like, just looking around at the names tossed out. Uh, Starling Marte, potentially, and Chris Bryant, like. Trey Mancini, Mitch Haniger, and Nick Castellanos potentially. Yeah. Although I don't, would the Reds sell Nick Castellanos? Are they? They're the Reds are in a weird limbo. It, I, I feel bad for 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 Reds fans.
0: Yeah, I don't really know where they ever are to be honest. I mean, that's such a that's such a competitive division. Yeah. Even when uh, like there, there are years, like Pittsburgh always sucks, but you never know if the Cubs, St. Louis uh or Milwaukee's gonna trot out a clear division leading team at any given year, right? Yeah. So
1: the Cardinals are always the Cardinals. The Cubs always have the Cubs checkbook. Yeah. And then the Brewers are a competently run team and mm-hmm. yeah, it's fucking tough.
0: I mean they're doing pretty well despite the fact that uh, uh, what's his nuts? Yeah Yellow sh- just having a terrible year. So
1: Yeah, so that's another interesting trade deadline thing from what I was reading there are two teams in my mind who are not world series favorites mm. who are kind of like third tier worlds, like third tier playoff teams, mm. or at least what people consider that, uh, or at least the kind of oxygen they suck up in the conversation who I think could absolutely run fucking train through mm. the playoffs. One of them is the Brewers with uh, Corbin Burns and uh, the other dude at the top of the rotation. Uh, fuck. I can't remember. I'm awful with names today uh, with Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff at the top of the rotation. Mm. Both of those dudes having ridiculous years. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to face that one-two in the playoffs at all. Bullpen gets its job. But it's really just the offense that sucks.
0: Yeah, well, but that could spark at any time, though. I mean, they've got the, they have got the offense there that is not performing right now, you don't want to count on that if you're the opposing team. Right. right. They're not—you're not hearing
1: their name for anything. No. Anyone. Like, no. not, an ex, not even an extra, like...
0: But you don't hear that much about the fucking Giants, either. And they're the best team in baseball. You they don't. have been all year. They're they've ex- been the best team in baseball.
1: They've been tied to one name that I've seen so far, and that's also Starling Marte.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess I could see that. I mean, I think the Giants have a number of holes in their lineup. Uh, I don't know what their... <clears throat> I don't know what their, uh, their budget's like. I mean, San Francisco usually spends quite a bit of money.
1: Yeah, they're, they're a team that's, like, frugal but doesn't need to be.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see them going after Chris Bryant as well. I just don't know if there's any need with Gosman and uh, De Scaf Scaffolini. Yeah. D. Sclafani. <laughs> God, I can never say that dude's name right. Uh, both having very good years. And Johnny Cueto's, you know, he is Johnny Cueto. He, he's, he's been pretty – he's had good success in the playoffs in the past, so – you know, we'll see. I no, guess.
1: absolutely. Like, uh, I, they are, uh, the Giants, to me, like, scream great regular season team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Great defense, yeah. an, uh, a nice top of the rotation, not a ton of offense, but, like, they get the job. They got guys who get the job done. But you know what? That's the same fucking Giants formula that won three World Series in mm-hmm. five years. So, well, I mean, what the fuck do you want out of it? It's them?
0: a good organization. They're good at putting pieces together. Yeah. And, and making shit happen. So uh, what deadline deals did they make in 10 and 12 and 14, though? I don't remember what deadline deals they might have made. I
1: don't know. It was all their young dudes. Like Posey mm. was a kid in 2010. Bumgarner was a redneck infant in 2010.
0: Aubrey Huff crushed that 2010 season, and then he got replaced with Brandon Belt. In twelve, and they and Brandon Belt lit it up in that playoffs too. Yeah. So they've had it's been a lot of young dudes coming up for did, sure.
1: Uh, did and then they brought over Hunter Pence <laughs> in twelve, or was he fourteen? His weird ass. I think helped that, win him uh, one, world, one world. Yeah, I don't remember. Sure. It was
0: one of those years, for sure. He he
1: was for sure in there against the Royals. Yeah, I just don't know if he was in. Well, there that would have been fourteen. Yeah, I just don't know if he was in there in twelve as well. Like I can't mm-hmm. remember if he was. But yeah, they don't. They're not like huge movers at the deadline, and I think they're kind of again just like, yeah, man, fuck it, let's like trot this team out see what happens the Mm. dodgers i haven't really seen linked to a ton of people yet but they'll spend anything on anyone so like you could hear that like for no reason at all the dodgers could trot out fucking chris bryant in two days and somehow give them their fuck like give the cubs a prospect list the rays the rays aren't tied to anyone but why would they be uh they're fine doing what they're doing The other team that's interesting to me, the other team that I think is a good bet to win the World Series, I think they're actually the third. Vegas has them at the third best odds right now. But they don't need to make any trades because all their reinforcements are coming up off the I.L. Yeah, no shit, right? The White Sox. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they've got, uh, I mean, they lost their, well, not necessarily their best hitter, but uh, the kid had one of the better first full seasons that we've seen from a position player in a while. Yeah. That wasn't somebody, like, I had never heard of him and, like, you you hear about Vlad, you hear about fucking Tatis, you hear about Acuna all the time. Uh, That dude from, what the fuck is his name? There's
1: two, there's Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. Jimenez. Like,
0: you didn't hear shit about him coming up, and then all of a sudden, he's on the White Sox, and he played, like, what, 100 games and hit 30 home runs or some shit like that? I mean, he fucking crushed it that year.
1: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) well, they made a ton of, they made a ton of uh, just great moves, essentially, Mm -hmm. when they were, like, when they had, like, the Chris Sale days. They sold everything from those Oh!
0: Damn, yeah. he got on top of that. Too much top spin. Get your launch angle together. He fucking raked that ball. He's right on it. Terrible. Uh yeah, they've uh Luis Robert is good too, but I think uh he's he's actually starting uh today. He starts his rehab assignment at uh, high A Winston Salem. He'll play a couple of games there, then he'll probably I don't know if they'll send him up to to where is the White Sox AAA now? Is it still in Iowa? Probably. White well, it's Let's see. Uh, Triple A team. The Char- oh, they're in Charlotte. Charlotte too. So they're all, why are they all in North Carolina? I Winston, Salem, and Charlotte? What the fuck? Um, anyways, uh, they've also got uh, Jake Lamb coming back soon, who is a good uh, utility guy. And Eloy Jimenez, obviously, is, uh, I-, I think he's 24. He had a, his first season, he played 122 games, 31 home runs, right? Uh, second season in the shortened season last year uh, hit 14 in in 55 games and his average went up, his OPS went up, everything went up, right? So it looks like you you worry about the sophomore slump when people have tape on a young hitter like that. Wasn't the case with him. And he's a pure right-handed hitter and a very good outfielder as well. So, He's going to come back at some point this season, I think, toward, more towards the playoffs. So, yeah, they're going to get a big bump.
1: Well, and the other thing with the White Sox, too, is and I, I, you can't sleep on them. To me, I think, they're the, I, I think the Astros are still technically listed, but to me, I think the White Sox are the favorite to win the American League. Ridiculous rotation.
0: They do have a good rotation. And to be honest, let's look at my bookie, because I'm pretty sure there's odds on them on who's going to win the, the division now.
1: Uh well they gotta be the runaway on the division. They've got a pretty good lead there.
0: I'm sorry, on the uh to win the AL pennant. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh last I saw I think the White Sox were like plus eight hundred to win the World Series, so probably plus three, plus four to win the uh yeah to win the pennant. But I mean like their rotation, Giolito, Radone, and then you backing those guys up with Lance Lynn and, and Dallas Keuchel, mm. They've got one of the top closers in the league and Liam Hendricks. Like their bullpen's good. There's nothing that team can't do. And, like, I know a lot of people were wondering if his old fucking ass could do it, but, like, I don't know if I want to bet against a Tony La Russa team in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, really?
0: Yeah, he's... Uh, he's taken uh, two extremely different teams to multiple World Series. Yeah. Um, and that's... You know, I mean, say what you want about Phil Jackson. I think that the... The dynamic in Chicago, the dynamic in Chicago and LA were pretty similar, right? Extreme, I mean, you have fact, amazing teams with a with two, with two stars, two stars, and you're just managing personalities at that point. Um, not to take anything away from the triangle or any of his X's and O's stuff, but certainly that was a big deal. Um, but I don't think like the the Bash Brothers A's, that was a completely different team. Filthy, then, filthy pitch right there yeah that was a really nice pitch uh completely different team than the uh than the cardinals for sure right yeah like not even close composition wise or personality wise like the the bash brothers were all about i mean it's like i, I would say that those cardinals teams were a lot more like the early 90s phillies teams there's a bunch of fucking dudes that like playing baseball and yeah. didn't really give a shit about anything else They're, a
1: little more a little more professional maybe than those well certainly phillies more professional teams. than
0: john Cruck and darren <laughs> dalton and Lenny Dykstra and Mitch Williams, and yeah. whoever else was on that team. Uh, let's see.
1: But no, like, I don't, the, the White Sox to me right now, if you had to be like, yeah, pick a team that isn't the Dodgers, mm. it's, I'm taking the White Sox. And I think it's going to be tough-ass sledding for the Dodgers. And by the way, these Dodgers teams, I, I guess it wasn't really against the Larusa Cardinals, but for the longest time, their kryptonite was the Cardinals. And that was still basically a Larusa Russa, blueprinted Larusa. Mm. Uh, what do you want to call it? Kind of DNA of a team. Yeah, I man, I love the White Sox. I think they're fun to watch too. Like I, I, they are going to become. I've I've watched them a little bit, but they're kind of going to be my MLB TV team for the Mm. rest of the year. I think the my like I'll watch them. Right now, it's either the Braves, and then I pretty much am like, okay, it's late as fuck. Now I'm gonna turn on the Angels because I'll just watch a couple of Otani at bats. Right.
0: Well, I mean, look, they're. The White Sox are currently missing two of their two of their better offensive performers, and uh, they are. Let's see, they are third in Major League Baseball in runs scored, and I believe they're second in run differentials. Yeah, yeah, they're a, they're a plus one thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, plus one twenty nine run differential on the season. Um, runs allowed, I believe they are somewhere towards the bottom, right? Let's see runs allowed. 3 they've they've given up 358 on the year. I'm trying to find somebody that's given up less. Uh only the Giants and Mets have given up less runs than the White Sox. So they're scoring a lot of runs and they're not giving up a lot. That's a good it's a good combination. Yeah,
1: it's it's I, they're not doing anything wrong. No. Like it's it's fucking crazy. And the, and that's the thing too is Redone and Gelito like Uh, I want to say, which which one? I think Giolito won the Cy Young last year, correct?
0: Uh, No.
1: Was it Radon? It was one of those two. Uh,
0: Hold on. Cy Young winner. Shane Bieber and Trevor Bauer. Okay. But maybe 19? I could be wrong. Uh, 19 was Verlander and Jacob deGrom. Okay, Never mind. But those guys were certainly in the race. Yeah,
1: Giolito was receiving votes. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that, that's just a, it's just a ridiculous top of the rotation, and then great. Cl- I, like, there's nothing they nothing to do wrong. Tatis up now, by the way, with a man on first, down O two. Uh, Mueller's pitching pretty well so far today. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he looks good. I mean, he's throwing too many pitches. He's he's got forty seven pitches thrown. Three innings. Uh, three innings. A guy on first. Um, yeah, you definitely need to throw a high fastball here. where You don't want to miss. If you if you leave the high fastball in the zone to Tatis Jr., he's gonna he's gonna do what he did to the fucking uh 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 what's what's his name the pitcher, which one lefty he does do a lot of them. Kershaw, uh, Kershaw yeah. yeah he that's what the first pitch he threw or not the first pitch but that's the first home run he hit off Kershaw was a. Of I was trying to throw a high fastball to change his eye level so he could drop that curveball in on him and right. he didn't get it high enough and he fucking rocked that thing.
1: By the way, uh, I really enjoy um, Tatisa's sunglass game.
0: He, yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, he should, I think he should just go out there and wear the craziest looking pit vipers he can find. I every mean, day. He,
1: he's getting there. Like, yeah. he just doesn't, he, this dude knows how to be cool. And I kind of mean that both formulaically and he is just cool. Like, he's a cool guy who also knows, like, how to, like, present as cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of cool baseball. Like, Freddie Freeman's a cool baseball player, but he looks like a dork.
0: He's, yeah, he's a little too white. (laughs) And when I say white, I don't mean his complexion. I mean, he probably wears fucking uh, Olakai boat shoes (laughs) and fucking way too short shorts when he's hanging out at home with his family. I respect that. Yeah. I respect the shit out of that. Yeah, it's
1: not like, uh, like but yeah. Like, but yeah, he
0: just dresses like you, I guess. I could have said that and saved us all some time. <laughs> saved a
1: lot of words, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, Freddie, wow, I love the clothes. Uh, Tatis worked it from O two 2 to 3-2, but I don't mind Muller kind of being picky with him, although Machado's up next, so.
0: What's Machado even doing this year? Ooh, man, that's Ooh. That, that's actually was a good pitch. That was, a, that was an off-speed pitch. I thought that was a fastball.
1: Yeah, Tatis out in front of it.
0: I don't know that you uh <clears throat> the Padres logo uh on their shoulder right there it looks a lot like the Bucky's logo now to me like from a distance you can't obviously you, the 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 Padre looks different than the fucking beaver or whatever the hell it is but from a distance it kind of looks like that logo that was a really good pitch right there a little he, he wanted that down yeah more. um but he is throwing a lot of pitches. This is, this is a rough inning right here. I would be surprised if he makes it out of the fourth after this inning unless the fourth is really quick.
1: Man, I think – I don't know what, what pitch count he's on. I'm sure he's on one. But, mm-hmm. like, at some point, too, it's just weighing terrible options. It's like let the kid throw 90 pitches or just turn, yeah. it, over, turn it over to our dog shit bullpen.
0: Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you don't want to sacrifice the future for the present.
1: No. It's interesting to see what'll happen if we buy. I mean, we had a huge win over the Padres last night, mm-hmm. beating them. This team at all, taking a game from them, I think is a win for the Braves right yeah. now. Uh, I mean, if we can somehow, you know, take the series, probably end up two and a half games out of first. Mm-hmm. You gotta buy, you gotta buy a little bit at that point, right? Yeah. And I don't think we need pitching. I think we can rely kind of on trotting out mm-hmm. this roti- like this fucking uh, roundabout of rookies, right? Like I think, and there's a walk.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with that pitch. Yeah. Um, you you me. want to make your fucking pitch here against Tatis. I mean, it's better to fucking pitch to Machado with two guys on than it is to give up a home run. Yeah. If if the bases were empty, I would say go right after him, but with a guy in first, obviously you want to be careful.
1: And honestly, it kinda part of it too is like with Muller and his stuff and then Machado as a hitter, Machado is to me, I don't really know how true this is, but comes off to me as a lazier hitter. Mm. Right. Whereas Tatis is just generally more locked in. Like, he'll try to do it. Whereas Tatis, Machado's more likely to offer it.
0: I think Tatis is, well, I mean, Tatis is certainly more selective, but he also strikes out more than Machado. So Machado's a better contact hitter than Tatis is, technically speaking. But he also swings at pitches out of the zone a lot. I mean, just because you, that's the reason he's hitting like 15 points lower. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: Tati or Machado's not up.
0: Now. Oh, no, it's Cronen, Cronenworth,
1: Cronenworth, Cronenberg,
0: Cronenberg is the thing from Rick okay. and Morty. That's why I keep fucking saying that shit.
1: It's either way, we're in the crone zone.
0: Oof. well, somebody is,
1: but, uh, while Cronenworth is up, we got a couple uh, sponsors to say mm. hi to, uh, starting off with my bookie. If you're the type, you know, who likes to bet like we do, cause we bet all the time. My bookies our favorite people. Uh, I didn't put any live bets on this game today. I probably will for the second game of the doubleheader because uh, I feel more in control of that because Mort- Morton's pitching. I didn't kind of know what to expect out of Muller uh, or Paddock for that matter. Um, but yeah, mybookie.com. An amazing deal for your, our listeners. Uh, the promo code Drinkin' Bros will get you a deposit bonus up to $1,000, uh, the NBA finals are over, but the Olympics are just starting. So those will be kind of fun to bet on just for like shits and gigs. Uh, but also uh, USA basketball, which Ross is convinced isn't going to win a gold medal. Um, so, and the fact that USA basketballs look kind of shitty, you might get some favorable spreads on those yeah. guys. Uh, which Better
0: I, than a than a normal year for sure. Yeah,
1: like it's not, you're not going to get two, 20, uh, 2008, 2012 spreads from, no. on those guys this year. Uh, but baseball is fun. We love betting props on baseball. Uh, you can also get, I think, series prices on baseball if you want to bet a series. Or, uh, you know, if you just think somebody's going to win. I like to, to do like eight, five to eight team parlays on right. a yeah, given yeah. day just because fuck it. Um, but, yeah, my bookie is our favorite. And then get in now, by the way, and start making a little money on baseball because, you know, why not have a little extra cash waiting for you when football season starts? Yeah. Which is uh, coming up pretty soon. I mean, goddamn, it's
0: yeah, It's getting close, yeah.
1: About a month away. Month and a month and a week away.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how close it's getting now.
1: Um, I'm real excited. Uh, so, yeah, MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.com and use the promo code Bros. You get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. They're the best online sports book. They have a casino, too, if you just want to fuck around and play blackjack. And it's not sketchy. It's like you can actually see the dealer. It's not like some computer program oh, yeah. where you're like, oh, sure, this isn't rigged.
0: Yeah, somebody, uh, God, who was it? Was it, were we talking to Chuck Liddell about that? I don't remember who it was. you uh, got, got sawed off right yep. there. Uh, that's a good pitch. Um, <clears throat> now, we were talking about people who gamble on the horse racing, but it's the little the computer horses. Yeah. Like the, the machine knows the bet that everybody's made. And now it's running the laps. So how is that? How does that work? Right. I don't. I've never understood that one. And by but.
1: the way, if it's online or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's not like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Maybe maybe in Vegas where there's like oversight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, but that's why I like the casino for my bookie because they use real dealers and there's like a camera. It's awesome. Uh, next up, we got Ghostbed. Ghostbed.com. Uh, as always, they 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 are like our favorite advertiser in the world. Yep. They have incredible beds. Uh, I believe they're doing they thirty percent off with the code drinkinbros. Bros. Uh, also have a flash sale. That's the that's the one I forgot about. Forty percent off ghost bed bundles, where you get a mattress and, a, and an adjustable base. Don't you have an adjustable base?
0: Uh, I sure do. Yeah, I got an adjustable base, and I have the uh, the Ghost Luxe mattress. Although I'm thinking about upgrading to the 3D Matrix. We'll see. I don't know. They they also have that uh, the new topper, which I believe I'm going to get for the boat uh, because those beds are terrible in the boat. <laughs> but I think I'm going to get one of those toppers too. So they got a lot of new stuff over there. Is the point of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, that actually, you know, it'd be probably good for a boat is the cooling pillows.
0: Yeah. Well, those are, those are already in route. So obviously, yeah, yeah they,
1: they've got cooling. pillow. I mean like they're just, I, I don't, I didn't think I'd ever use the words like bed technology in mm. my life, but like I, they do incredible things with their stuff. The cooling pillows, uh, the adjustable base, Uh, You can get 40% off that with uh, their flash sale or you can just get 30% off everything with the code Bros. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash Bros. You zero down, 0% financing plans, like $35 a month made in the USA. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, what else do you want? Are you not entertained?
1: (laughs) What possible other thing we could say other than like this is the best bed company in the world and it's all like every possible box that they could check, they do check. Mm. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros and get 30% off with the code drinking bros. And then last but not least, uh not leaf, uh, not least we have Killcliffe CBD.
0: Yeah. They just signed the biggest uh, CBD distribution deal in American history, basically um, for RTD CBD stuff, like ready to drink right. CBD products. So uh, they now, I mean, just based on this one deal will control the largest market share for ready to drink products. Oh, man, that's gone. Shit. They, oh, no, oh, it wow. got under it. Kept it. What man, you, what is, what's the weather like in Atlanta today? Yeah, that ball's dead. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> yeah, see, uh Kilcliffe has signed the largest deal. They're going to have the biggest market share of any company in uh, ready-to-drink CBD now. That's crazy to think about where they came from and where they are now.
1: Right. Started by, like, a U.S. Navy SEAL. Then they got, what, Joe Rogan involved with his Flaming Joe. Yep. Uh, a CBD drink, which is like a spicy pineapple, which we love with both plain and with tequila in it. Mm. Um, But yeah, their CBD drinks are the best, my favorite CBD drink and also my favorite energy drink, uh, which they also have in, on the market. Mm. Uh, Their flavors for the CBD, uh, Flaming Joe, like we said, which is a spicy pineapple. Mango Tango, which I had yesterday for the first time and actually really loved. I was a little hesitant because sometimes mango is a little... More sugary than I want, but it was actually really good. Yeah, it is good. Uh, Orange Crush, uh, The Goat, which is the grapest of all time. My personal favorite, Strawberry Days, because I had the palate of an 11-year-old, and mm. I'm just like, ooh, strawberry lemonade. Uh, or you can get a variety pack. And uh, for a limited time, the promo code Bros will get you 30% off. That is right, 30% off at Killcliff.com. Use the promo code Bros to get 30% off all drinks and if you like their T-shirts or hats or whatever, uh, apparel as well. And then they also have Ignite which is my favorite energy drink and specifically my favorite energy drink to drink when I'm hungover. Why is that? Cause like a red bull will give you a panic attack and get y'all, get y'all jittery. And
0: it's definitely not jittery at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, they call it clean energy for a reason. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's really good it's like, certainly my favorite
1: yeah it won't give you like you know if you're like anxious and eh, it's not good to have a bunch of sugar after you've when you're like dehydrated mm-hmm. and feeling shit or whatever and they don't do that this is these energy drinks the ignites have no sugar only 20 calories a can and then it's you know filled with b vitamins electrolytes uh and it's naturally flavored so it's not like some weird sort of like stevia or whatever yeah, yeah. you know what i mean some weird well, like, stevia is natural but some oh, some stuff isn't what's is yeah. the one that's not
0: um god what is that stuff called uh, sucralose or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the, like made in a lab. The Diet
1: Coke stuff where it's like yeah. they, everyone thinks it gives you cancer or whatever.
0: It was made in the lab kind of like uh, COVID. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's, they, they don't fuck around with any unfresh ingredients, that's for sure.
1: No, they're, they're awesome. So again, go to Kill Cliff. Uh, Kill Cliff is offering Drinking Bros an exclusive offer. That's 30% off. Go to killcliffe.com and use the promo code Drinking Bros. That's dot com, and use the promo code Drinkin' Bros. And you can take 30% off uh, you know, whatever, use that offer, get it, Drink it, bros. And uh, what do we got now? Braves back up. I think. Uh, Still
0: zero, zero. <clears throat> yeah.
1: It's been a bit of a pitcher's duel, which is not, une- not like a great pitcher's duel, but like you no know, one's scoring not unexpected for the Braves.
0: No, Paddock is actually looked a lot better. Uh, he, he's a good young pitcher from, from San Diego. And
1: yeah, he, he's the type of guy where he's a young enough player still. Where I don't put a ton of stock in like him having a five ERA mm-hmm. for the season because it's like, well, it's he's still a prospect. His
0: stuff is clearly good. We'll just see how it develops. I mean, but then oh, Tatis should have made that play. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we've seen these young guys develop and then you know go in reverse, like Matt Harvey, for example. Yeah. Uh, who
1: is the same age as Jacob Degrom?
0: Yeah. People forget this. He's what is he? Twenty seven.
1: Uh, they're like both early thirties.
0: Mm. Yeah, he was he had some great seasons. He looked like he was gonna be super oh, that was just a terrible play by Titis. Uh and he's kinda
1: want to do that sometimes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um It's uh it's interesting to see how these young guys develop and then where they go after that. Um, if they are are able to maintain I mean DeGrom's only gotten better. Right. Um but some of those guys, like Steven Matz, looked like he was gonna be a lot better. Uh he's still Oh, that's a good point.
1: Wow, he can bunt? This dude is Tom Glavin. Every time I see anyone try to lay down a bunt now, I expect pure disaster.
0: Why are they letting him hit right-handed? He better have the biggest elbow pad on of all time. It's a fucking left-handed pitcher hitting right-handed. And speaking of uh, Muller, his last uh, three starts, I don't know what he did in that AAA game. I guess I could look it up. But uh, against the Mets on... June 21st, he went four innings um, and threw, how many pitches did he throw? He threw 56 pitches. Um, And then the next game he pitched was against the Reds, uh, went five innings, no runs, and threw 93 pitches. So I don't think he's necessarily on. Peterson. Peterson. Oh, man, he's just looking for home runs every single bat, isn't he? He missed yeah. that by about 10 feet, that I, was 10 feet foul.
1: He's he's sort of a hunter in that way anyway. Yeah. And then I think the Braves are just like, hey, man, we need we just need somebody to go smash the fucking oh, yeah. ball. So go do it.
0: Muller in his last start, major league start, at least before that AAA start, he threw 102 pitches. So I don't think he's on a pitch count. Doesn't seem like it anyway. Yeah.
1: And, you know, honestly, between his frame and uh, how hard he throws. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't need to be as much, right?
0: Probably not, especially once he um, <clears throat> figures out that he doesn't have to throw 95. Oh, he just missed that one. Yeah, he was... Got under it a little bit.
1: Yeah, That might have been out on a different day. Yeah. Like, dude, this ball, like...
0: It's certainly not carrying today. Now you got a guy on third with uh, two outs, and we'll see what Dansby can do in the two-hole. I mean, he's... Dansby is typically pretty good with runners in scoring position. I,
1: he's much, much... It's It's almost as if, like... Like, he he is at his worst with no outs and no one on yeah. base. Like, leading off an inning or whatever, I don't have a lot of faith in Dansby mm-hmm. typically. But when he has to lock it in, mm-hmm. it's very, like, uh, Eric Hosmer-esque. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, those dudes are just better when they have to, like, shorten up and just get the ball in play. Uh, so I'm interested to see how he does here. I was looking at Dansby's numbers the, the other day, by the way. It's kind of interesting. Like, batting average sucks. OPS is...
0: Oh, Ooh, a nice play. He ripped that ball, but yeah. another great
1: play. That was that that was brilliant defensive positioning. Yeah,
0: very good. Uh and this that Kim dude from uh uh that's that's two today. Yep. Two really good plays he's made.
1: Yep. That's Dansby did everything he could there, I, I would yeah. say. Like that was a good at bat or I mean he first pitch, but I mean he he did what he should have done. Um but he's interesting uh Dansby um I don't think his wins above placement are that good, but I think he gets on un- He's one of those dudes that gets uh kind of unfairly dinged for defense mm. because he's Range a good def- factor. Yeah, because he's really sure-handed and really intelligent, right? Like he always seems to always make the right play. Great at turning the double play on either end of it. Right. I like I said always sure-handed uh not like not he doesn't have like a hose per se, but like mm. he gets it over there. Yeah, he
0: doesn't have a problem. He doesn't have an arm problem, I don't think.
1: No. So I, he's kind of like Freeman. I kind of think Freeman is the same way. He gets fairly, yeah. uh, unfairly dinged for, for, uh, on defense. So I don't, Dansby's not necessarily the type of guy I put a lot of stock into wins above replacement. What is interesting and shitty is that he is a 92 WRC plus, but he's also got 16 home runs, 41 runs, 42 RBIs. Uh, like, so he's got the, like the powers there. Like he could, he's going to be in the 25 to 30 homer range.
0: You would think so, yeah, on, a, on an average year. That's that's kind of where he lands, and it depends on where they use him as well. I think in the two hole, you have to. There's more situational hitting in the two hole than there is in the six hole. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let me
1: look at his <clears> splits <throat> here. See if I. It might be two. Uh...
0: Well, this year is going to be tough. 2019, he played 500 uh, or had 500 at bats. I think that's probably a better looking year. Um, let's see. He spent. Yeah, he hit. Uh, well, he only hit 198 in the fucking six hole. Yeah. So maybe two is where he belongs. I don't know.
1: I mean, his it's kind of interesting. So his OPS with uh, men in scoring position this year mm. is 814, which is a good OPS. Right. Like that's, I don't know, low, low end all-star, maybe like just left off the all-star team. But like you're like, that's a good player. Mm. Um, WRC Plus still only 104 though. So just above league average. Yeah, I don't know what to think of him. I mean, he's still, I think, beneficial to the team, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, like, hitting-wise, yeah, it's just kind of weird to me. Like, I don't know.
0: Over the course of his career, he's had a lot more success hitting sixth than anywhere else. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's, some people are like that. Acuna, they wanted Acuna to hit three because he's a prototypical number three hitter, the best hitter on your team, right? You want him up with runners in scoring position right. to drive at runs and shit. But he feels more comfortable hitting first, and he performs better there. So you just got to put him there. It's just the way it is.
1: And I think Dansby maybe benefits from, not so much this year because our lineup is dog shit, but when you put him sixth in like last year or two years ago's lineup, the pitcher's kind of got to be mentally exhausted by the time they get to Dansby.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I mean, if you have, I guess if you just ran out the current lineup, like if, if Acuna was healthy and you had Acuna, Leading off, and then you had Freddie hitting second, and then you had you know whatever else after that. Ozzy, uh, you're going to run into Ozzy Albie's. You're going to run into uh, uh, <laughs> Ozuna. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even count Ozuna I mean, right. even even if it's Peterson. Um, and then uh, 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 Austin Riley, and then you get to Dansby on the other side of that, or maybe it's Darno, and then Riley. You know what I mean? Right. That's a lot. There's there's a. It's tough to pitch to. You see it i I think honestly, I think it's why the American League wins the fucking all star game every year because they're used to having deep deep lineups yeah that there's no break. I think uh national league pitchers are used to having a break somewhere in the in the lineup, and that's just not the case in the american League
1: now that makes sense. Mueller's back out for the fourth sixty six pitches. I, I don't know how they don't let him have this barring a disaster like it's oh
0: uh, man, he's just like
1: There you go.
0: He's, he's 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 doing a good job so far. This inning, trying to pitch to contact. I don't know if uh, we'll see if he can get out of this inning f- with fewer than seventy-five pitches. Uh, let him have the fifth. Yeah, I think he, I think you got to let him have the fifth since he's given up no runs yet.
1: Yeah, I mean you know he's, it's he's in the back middle of the lineup here. I, was, I mean if,
0: if he's got ninety-five to hundred pitches in him, he can go five or six for sure. Right, I think. Especially if he's not giving up runs. I mean,
1: he has a pretty, I guess he's got, it's a little bit disjointed like in the middle, mm. but it's like relatively like a pretty simple, you can see it almost looks like he pauses for like a half second to like really whip the ball. I don't, but that, that was a breaking ball. So I don't know what what he does on his fastball. I haven't like paid super close attention to it, but he's got a pretty uh, easy delivery. Yeah. He
0: doesn't look like he's laboring.
1: No. But you see that where he like stops in the almost like where he like, extra revs like Mm. right about here like yeah yeah. that's actually a little worrisome you know who that reminds me of the uh, late should have been great tommy hansen
0: yeah yeah you don't want to show the guy the ball
1: yeah you like watch he kind of like it it looks like there's a little bit like a hitch or a pause or something that one was a little more like yeah he like accelerates once the ball gets to here kind of interesting
0: like Henry Rowling Gardner. There <laughs> we go. Next bit. Oh, he's still hiding the ball pretty well, though. That, yeah. that acceleration happens from the hip up through the throwing zone. So I think he's going to be fine. He's not showing the ball too much. Some pitchers have had a problem with that. Over there you years. go. That's a really good pitch right there. A little backdoor slider.
1: I was a little worried that I was going to get called a ball because he missed.
0: Well, he definitely wanted that inside.
1: But yeah. There was a, uh, I was watching a broadcast of the other day of some other game and I forget which one it was. It actually might've been a Braves game. And like the dude threw a strike like down the middle and it got called a ball and the announcers were basically like, well, you just missed so bad. You can't call that a strike. And I was like, that is belt. You could call it a strike.
0: A strike is a strike. Right. I mean, like uh, it's like
1: if in basketball, like if someone was trying to pass and it actually went and accidentally went in the hoop, you wouldn't be like, well, he was trying to pass it. So
0: yeah. That sorry. You don't get points for that
1: feels like that still counts
0: yeah that's really stupid but oof, that's the pitch he wanted to throw
1: yeah man i'm into i'm into this guy i actually hadn't had not seen a muller start yet uh i'm enjoying him quite a bit
0: yeah i think he's uh he he definitely reminds me of an unpolished glavin i mean it's all about strategy with glavin right he knows he's not going to overpower a lot of people and look if you're throwing 94 95 these days you're not going to overpower a lot of people Everybody's kind of used no. to that at this point. I mean, you can. Ooh, that was a bad pitch. And Jock got off it the off the wall. wall. Thank God for that nice big wall. Nice play. Nice play by Jock Peterson. Under, I, underrated defensive player.
1: He is. And I kind of enjoy, now that he's on our team, I enjoy kind of how much of a dick he is.
0: Mm hmm. It's fun. I mean, he's not a dick. He's like he reminds me of Nick Swisher. He's just having fun. Yeah. And if you get butthurt, he's having fun, then that's your fucking problem. It's not
1: like a dick, like a man, but it's like when he's on the Dodgers and you're losing to the Dodgers, you're like, God fuck you, Jeff yeah. Peterson. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: um we're gonna have to wrap this up relatively soon. We got a guest coming on at one, but I want to get into some of this other stuff. So uh that that play, uh, we mentioned uh Taiwan Walker earlier. What the fuck? was that all about
1: yeah that was one of the worst things i've ever seen this type <laughs> of thing i wrote in here like if your fourth grader did it in t-ball or whatever you'd be like what uh were you thinking there buddy yeah what was going through your head
0: yeah you want to discuss what was <laughs> happening in your brain right there i mean bases loaded uh one out one out, three and
1: three runs already in
0: three runs already in strike strike out right
1: no, no, no. Uh, the guy, uh, Newman or whatever the fuck. Oh, is he,
0: yeah. He tapped the ball and it was out of play. And then it rolled back into fair territory. And he did what you see a lot of players and pitchers do. They use your glove to scoop the ball away from the line. Well, you do that when it's in fair, uh, foul territory, not right. in fair territory. And he did it and then decided to argue with the umpire, I guess, instead of get the fucking ball yeah. and it's oh boy which
1: so there's two things in that play and three runs scored on this 10 foot squib hit (laughs) the bases were cleared yeah because walker a so there's two i watched the replay this morning there's two things that i was like dude what the fuck like you need to play the game first the first one was he kind of half-assed it for the first like over to the ball for a second because he thought it would because it did land like pretty decently in foul territory Mm. but it just had so much spin on it that like he was jogging over and then saw, like, oh, fuck, that's picking up pace. Right. And <clears throat> sprinted over and tried to slap the ball out, but it was already back on the line. The yeah. umpire called it fair.
0: <sighs> Man, that was a strike right there. What the fuck is going on? Like, uh, this is, Kim is hitting right now. Muller throws a pitch, and I, they're showing the replay now, so I'm sure the Braves broadcast team are like, what the fuck? Uh, it's at the bottom of the zone, but Kim is like fucking five foot six. That's a strike on him. That's a strike right there. What yeah. the hell?
1: They didn't call either of those?
0: This is the National League, brother. That's a strike in the National League. What God. the fuck? Well, he can't be glad if they're called balls like right, that. Right, right. Uh, but what you do is you throw that exact same pitch again. And if you walk him, you fucking walk them. Like yeah. you make the point. You don't come up in the zone like that. Boom, there he well, did. Yeah, that was a good pitch. Get
1: him out. Well, let's score a run, though. Yep. Um, yeah, so Walker slaps the ball out of uh, into foul territory. And uh, even though it was fair. And then the umpire immediately is, like, doesn't just say, like, fair. Like, he is aggressively, like, that was fair, that
0: was fair. That yeah, he's trying to let him know to keep playing. <laughs> right, he's right, not. And maybe uh, uh, Walker's pissed at himself, and he overreacted to the umpire being animated, thinking the umpire was trying to talk shit or something. I don't know. But, no, right. he was clearly just trying to be like, hey, dude, you need to fucking do something here. Right. Um, which is good umpiring. Yes. Um, the ball is definitely on the line. Ump called it fair. All three Pirates runners scored. And, look, if you're in a fucking pennant race, you can't lose to the fucking pirates. Well, and you certainly can't lose like that.
1: Yeah. Well, right? They came back and won the game.
0: Yeah, which sure. is
1: hilarious because it's the pirates.
0: Well, it is the pirates.
1: But um, yeah, yeah, Walker in, Walker are, spent the entire time arguing. Let three runs score. Yeah. I guess like if, even if you know the call is wrong, and I don't want to sound like some fucking like sh- shitbag like playing the whistle, dad, man. Yeah. It's, like
0: everybody gets taught that. And and pop Warner football and basketball and baseball you play until the fucking one of the adults tells you to stop playing right you know and I mean?
1: also let this isn't like hockey or basketball especially like let your manager handle it yeah because he'll come out Rojas came out bumped the guy got thrown out mm-hmm. at, with one out in the first inning in the bottom of the first inning like your manager will handle it he'll
0: challenge it also the umpire's not going anywhere right he'll be there the whole game brother <laughs> you get the whole game to talk to that man. Uh, so just relax. Why aren't there any female baseball umpires yet? Like every other professional sports, I don't think hockey has any refs that are female, but why haven't I they, I mean, it's maybe because, well, I guess I was going to say maybe because there's no female version of baseball. I mean, there's softball obviously, but there's no female version that's played at the highest level like there is with basketball. Right. But then there's NFL refs and where would they come from? Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I think that umpiring, maybe the nhl is this way too but i know for sure um, mlb umpiring is it the hardest
0: forever
1: easily the hardest one to break into And
0: by the way they're i mean we talk a lot of shit about uh, umpires in baseball but i think they're probably the best officiators of all the major sports i mean hockey is hockey right because oh pretty much every critical call on hockey is a, is replayed or can be replayed yeah it's not like baseball and and the action's different i mean I don't know if you can challenge penalties and stuff like that, but you don't see bad calls in hockey that much. I don't think there's the opportunity for really bad calls that much. Baseball, there is like, at a minimum, I would say, probably 240 pitches per game, right? right? At least. And then every time the ball goes in, so 27 outs in addition to that. Mm-hmm. No, well, Or 27 no. per side, so yeah, 54 yeah. outs in addition to that. And then whatever else happens. Um, <clears throat> There's a lot of opportunities to fuck shit up, and they don't very frequently. No, to be honest, I think like the, I think balls and strikes they get right like 93 percent of the time or something. The like worst that. ones. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible how how accurate they are. Yeah, it's uh, kind
1: of like a, a shitty infielder still has a fielding percentage yeah. of like 90 percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> this was a this is a good game so far. I'm curious to see how uh, it turns out. We got to go. We got to fucking do another show here in a sec. We're gonna go live, I think, right with this next guest. We're not going live. No, oh, this got, is yeah. We oh, got, we have Page Van Zant tonight. Yeah, yes. so tune in on the main Drinking Bros channel tonight. Page Van Zant. We're going to preview the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship that's going on Friday. Friday night, we'll be live for that. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll have a link out for you soon where you can buy the pay per view and watch us commentate it. Um, it's going to be a fun time. But uh, for the preview, watch Paige Van Zant tonight. We talk a lot of shit. Ross makes a really dumb bet.
1: Yeah. And she actually has already that bet some really great insight on the Paul uh, Woodley fight.
0: Yeah. 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 Like she's, she's Woodley's in her camp. Like they fight, they uh, train together, train out of the same camp. So she's got insight on that fight. If you're curious about that stuff. So yeah. Uh, come, come with us tonight. We'll have a good time there and then make sure you're keeping an eye out for the links for, uh, for the bare knuckle fighting championship this Friday, the 23rd. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, APP will go at 1 today, Uh, so it'll be on in 20 minutes. So, there you go. Thanks a lot, boys. For all you turds in the fucking comment, oh, you're doing this in APP at the same time? Are you saying that that Delco Dan is not competent? Is that what you guys are saying? (laughs) Fuck you guys. Fuck the fans. Fuck everything. Fuck uh, 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 Trump and Biden. (laughs) I don't know where we're going with this. Uh, yeah, we're going to go do another show, but uh, tune in for American Party. We do a part two today of, uh, of the uh, uh, Where Are They Now Shitbags? And then we talk about a couple of new shitbags as well. We're, look, we like talking about shitbags. We also juxtapose um, Edward Snowden and Bradley Manning against one another and also Assange. Like, yeah. who was right and who was wrong and why in those, in those situations? I think it's a pretty interesting conversation. So tune in in about 20 minutes
1: yep yep oh not
0: about actually this one is this one's set up by the system so it will be exactly literally yeah at one
1: that's ready it's ready to go up at one you can't count on us (laughs) splendo was what we were forgetting the name of oh yeah
0: splendo that's garbage
1: yes that is hot garbage that's that's fucking poison not gonna get that in your fucking kid look no all right see you fuckers later